This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out this morning or tonight, whatever time you hear me. And this is the Old Trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis. We bring you these studies now, have been for quite a while, on the coming of the Antichrist, the soon coming, I call it, because I believe we may be already here on this earth, but not manifested so far. But his spirit is here already. We were looking at the new translation known as the RSB Bible. In that thing, they have undercut the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus. They've uh, minimized the deity of the Son of God. They've whittled the Word of God to pieces and uh, given us a modernistic interpretation of the substitution of, of, that, uh, of the truth. They're no longer there the truth. Let me give you here the acid test of any true translation of Scripture. It is this. Any version or translation of the Bible which omits Acts 8.37 or through his blood in Colossians 1.14 or John 8.1.11 or Mark 16.9 has for its foundation a corrupted manuscript. Now listen, all of these passages, all of these passages are uh, just... uh, not not what they ought to be, my friend. No, not what they ought to be. Let's go ahead. Now, all of these passages of scriptures have been left out of the RSB Bible. This corruption of manuscripts can be traced back to 200 A.D. when there lived one of the world's foremost theologians whose name was Origen. We spoke about him a little bit in our last study, who was a textual critic. A textual critic who's supposed to have corrected numerous portions of sacred manuscripts, but all evidence shows that he changed them to agree with his own philosophy, that the Lord Jesus Christ was a created being. Therefore, certain original manuscripts became corrupt. And it is from these corrupt manuscripts that the translators of the RSB Bible have made their translation. The translators of the RSB Bible omitted Acts 8, 30, 8 37, which reads like this. And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Now we saw that in our last study, but let's go back over it again. And Philip said, If thou believest, but we know that scripture, don't we? Because this text with others testifies of Christ's deity. Origen who did not listen, Origen, who did not believe in the deity of the Son of God, was one of the first ones to corrupt the original manuscript. Therefore, on his authority, it became a simple matter for the emissaries of Satan in preparing the RSV or the Antichrist Bible to slip into this new translation all the errors concerning the deity of Christ. Now, let me say again, Origen, 200 A.D., down through the committee's responsibility for the English Revised Version in 1881, the American Standard Version in 1901, and the Revised Standard Version in 1952. If anyone is interested in a further study of these references regarding the corruption of the original Bible manuscripts, I'll be able to find you some of that information if you'll get in touch with me. Here is a note of interest. The authorized King James Version Never, never, ever since it was translated from the original Greek text in 1611 has been the target of textual critics. All this talk about older and more dependable manuscripts 
sound like the theory of evolution evolution to me, which hangs upon an unproven hypothesis. These translators of the National Council of Churches of Christ in America have tried to impress the public with their great learning and superior authority by referencing or referring to the more ancient manuscripts and older manuscripts, but such manuscripts do not exist. The older manuscripts they are referring to are the corrupt manuscripts from this time of origin, 200 A.D. Now, brother, sister, I'm not going off on a tangent on these things or half-cocked. No, sir, I know what I'm talking about. Now, you listen. Would you just listen? Let's, let me call your attention to another fact. In many places in the Revised Standard Version, the Bible words are added or taken from or radically changed without a note, a hint, or any indication of any kind. On the other hand, the translators of the authorized King James Version realized that they were handling the sacred manuscripts, which gave words or jots or tittles that were God-breathed. And whenever they added a word to complete the thought in the King James Version translators from the original language, Hebrew and Greek, they always put that word in italics. If you wondered what that word was in your King James Version Bible, the translators of the RSV or the Antichrist Bible did not put the added words in italics or use any means to indicate they were added. If they had, a third of their Bible would have been in italics because they changed it up or mistranslated it so much. Let me give you one reference here of uncalled for mistranslation, which is found in Matthew 7, 3. First, let me quote it to you from the King James translation. And why beholdest the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Now, let me quote from the RSV Bible, Matthew 7, 3. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that's in your own eye? Now, this is an illustration that Christ borrowed from the carpenter's shop. The word, listen, listen, the word moat means a small piece of sawdust or a dry twig. The word beam means a large piece of timber, sawed or hewed from a log. The revised version substituted the word speck for moat. The word speck means a small particle which could be anything or substituted the word log. For beam. These illustrations here is a contrast between a moat, a piece of sawdust, which is the smallest particle taken from a log, and a beam, the largest piece of timber taken from a log. Now let's look. Let's look at the picture as the Greek gives it. The word for moat means a dry twig, a splinter, and the Greek word means a beam, is a piece of timber hewn or cut from a tree. Grammar requires that figures of speech should agree. The twig agrees in comparison with the timber or the beam cut out of the tree, whereas a speck of anything has no agreement in figure or of speech with the log, and the RSV translators give it. So you see, there's a complete mistranslation of the original Greek. These translators have contended that they're giving us an accurate translation. And when you examine the original Greek, you will find that they're not. And they're not improving on the English language at all. Let me give you another instance. 
of mistranslation found in Jeremiah 31, 22. The King James Version reads, How long wilt thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? For the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. The RSV Bible reads, now you listen. How long will you waver, O faithless daughter? For the Lord has created a new thing on the earth. A woman protects a man. This passage is understand to refer to the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. A woman shall compass a man. If you pick up the RSV Bible and read it, a woman protects a man. You would never dream that it refers, refers to the virgin birth of Christ. In other words, all through the RSV Bible, they have chosen to interpret instead of to translate. The Greek word here means compass, not protect. Now you go down to one of the corrupt manufacts and you will find a word protect there. No wonder compass and protect are entirely different. I could go on giving you passages after passages where they have mistranslated the original language into English. They have mistranslated Psalm 16.10, which refers to the resurrection of Christ. Also, they have mistranslated Zechariah 12.10. Now, we have shown you very plainly that these modernistic scholars have given us a mistranslation of God's word. They have not only left out great passages of Scripture, which were in the original manuscript, basing their authority for leaving them out on corrupt manuscripts, but they have mistranslated many sections of the Scriptures to suit their own wicked ideas of undergutting, cutting out the deity of Christ. To further undercut the deity of Christ, they have left the word begotten, begotten they left it out of john 1 18 john 3 16 john 3 18 john 4 9 also to further undercut the deity of christ in the scriptures they have substituted the pronoun you for thou in speaking of christ they have said that one of their original rules one of their rules for translating the scripture would be that they would always uh use thou when speaking of deity, God. But to show you that they didn't recognize the Lord Jesus as deity, as God, let me call your attention to the fact that they always substituted the word you for thou in every instance. I give you one illustration. In Matthew 16, 16, the King James Version reads like this. And Simon answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The RSV Bible reads like this, Matthew 16, 16. Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. There's not a single instance in the New Testament or in the Old Testament that refers to Christ, but always, listen, listen, there is not a single instance in the New Testament or in the Old Testament that refers to Christ using the word you. This shows you that they regarded the Lord Jesus Christ as a mere creation and not the Son of God. Now let's notice briefly they undercut the virgin birth of our blessed Lord. Let's take two scriptures, Isaiah seven fourteen, King James Version. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive, bear a son, and shall, shall call his name Emmanuel. 
The RSV translate it like this. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a young woman, get that, a young woman shall conceive and bear a son, and, you, and, you shall, and, call, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Oh, my friend. It's just, if you go there, if you have a copy of the RSB Bible, just, gla- just graze through there once and twice, and you'll see all of these miscalc- mistranslations. Just undercutting the deity of Christ. It's Satan's trick. It's the Antichrist's trick to just, just our folks will be blinded to the fact that Christ Jesus came from a virgin, born of a virgin, and called his name Emmanuel. But this it's just a little bit. I'll give you more in our future studies. There's several more studies coming. And if you would, let me hear from you. And then remember the old Trailblazer's address, the old Trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Call me let me know if you're listening. Tell me what station you're listening over. And also remember our radio missions radio Internet radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But this is the old trailblazer bringing you another study to a close and telling you goodbye and God bless you.